It's Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me on Fox Across America, weekdays at 10 a.m. on AM 930 and 103.9 FM KROE. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Bighorn Baseball Club is receiving these funds for a random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media Present, Community Commitment, member FDIC. Having your own business can be overwhelming. Parker Mellinger can make your life easier with our payroll preparation, accounting, and tax services. Our fixed price agreement is set according to your needs and features unlimited phone calls and meetings for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. At Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremation Services, we do our very best to provide service that is delivered with compassion and professionalism, making the hardest of times a little easier as we guide you through the necessary planning and detail. You can trust Kimberly and Carrie to guide you through the arrangements to create a meaningful ceremony to honor the life of your loved one. Taking care of your loved ones with respect and dignity is our ministry here at Sheridan Funeral Home in Sheridan. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with YDOT. The time has come and although the weather may say differently, the downtown Main Street resurfacing and utility upgrade project is on schedule. This five-phase project will begin at the intersection of Main and Dow Street and will be closed from April 3rd until the middle of May. During this time, Dow Street traffic will be detoured to First Street, Gould Street, and Brooks Street. Main Street traffic south of Dow Street will remain open. For information regarding the progress of this project, attend one of our weekly project meetings beginning April 12th at 1.30 at the ERA Carroll Realty Second Floor Conference Room or follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook and Instagram. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. Well, that kind of shocked me. <laughs> good morning. We got the new intro. It sounded good, too. Yeah, We've had intro. it for a while. Oh, what? We, we've had it for a while. Oh, it just hasn't been used? It just hasn't been used. <sighs> I, I asked the question this morning. 
Oh, and, and got the answer. Yeah, it's so like, hey, it's here. We're ready to go now. Here. Okay, gotcha. So, so we dusted off the dust off the dust. Yeah. Except they didn't put Mr. Ron Richter. Oh, that's fine. I'm 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 cool with that. We'll we'll maybe we'll we'll take another swing at it. Maybe here in a couple of weeks, Ron will get you on there. I, I'm, After I'm, we get it all figured out. I'm good with without it. <laughs> Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. I'm Aaron Palmer. Ron Richter joining me, and we have a special guest, uh, guest host, I guess, which is Johnson County Commission Chair Bill Novotny. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Thank you so much for driving over here, man. It's uh, you came over because of the question that we had this week, which was the uh, first Northern Bank poll question, which was, do you agree? With the Johnson County Commission's decision to allow a private boat ramp at Lake DeSmet. And we'll get to that in a minute. But as far as the votes go, we had 375 votes that were no. 160 votes were yes and 39 votes undecided. So the question, we left it vague for that very reason. So we'd have a, a point of discussion here. So I guess, Bill, that's what... We want to talk about number one. Are you surprised at the at the poll results? I, you know, I guess I'm a little bit because uh, there was already a, a boat ramp at this property. Uh, it's the old uh, Texaco Lodge. Uh, okay. It was operated as a, a kind of a wedding venue uh, and some other things by the Bellis family, uh, and then they sold it to uh, Capital Reap Investment, uh, which is uh, Mr. John Moreland. And what actually was done was it was an enhancement. Uh, to the boat ramp, which uh, caused some concrete to be put onto uh, the publicly owned portion of the lake. And what people need to understand is that uh, up to what's called the high water mark of Lake DeSmit, which is an elevation level of, I believe it's 5240, uh, that's publicly owned. So you can traverse all the way around Lake DeSmit uh, on the public property. That That is yours. That's why it was set up that way. Yes. yes. Then on top of that, uh, Aaron, there's another uh, about 15 yards uh, of what's called a maintenance uh, easement that um, then Johnson County also owns that easement around in the event that we ever had to uh, deal with uh, a leak or um, maybe we needed to find a new point of diversion to bring water into the lake or take water out of the lake. But, uh, you know, it's critical that we protect, which is why. Uh, a couple years ago, the county created shoreline regulations mm-hmm. um, for the lake, which said what can and can't be done uh, in that area. And our, our real issue, we had, a, we had a couple issues going on. Uh, at one point, the owners of, of Capital Reef Investment uh, erected a fence that prohibited uh, travel across that portion of, of the lake, the beach, if you will. And uh, we had to uh, get an injunction and, and get that fence taken down. And, a, and that was part of your, the, the lakes quote unquote public property. Yes. That's, okay. Gotcha. Go ahead. But so then you have the Texaco, uh, originally had, uh, a boat ramp, uh, kind of a little boathouse down, uh, near the lake that also served as a, a pump house. Cause they take some water out of the lake to do a little irrigating on their grass, uh, as well as a, uh, a floating dock, um, uh, Property owners out at Lake DeSmit can get a permit uh, from the Lake DeSmit Operating Department and have a a floating boat dock. You just have to take it out before the ice uh, comes on because it then would become kind of a safety issue uh, for the ice fishermen out there. And uh, also, we don't want you to lose your dock um, that gets smashed in the ice and then ends up as a hazard somewhere else on the lake. So they had those things uh, 
Texaco sells the property to McMurray's, there are some rights that are transferred. At that point, it is a three-county coalition. So at that point, Sheridan County, Johnson County, and Campbell County are, are owning the lake. Uh, Governor this is a number of years yeah, ago. Yeah, number of years ago. Governor Garinger uh, negotiated uh, basically an exit from the lake property between Texaco and the three counties, and it became our asset. Campbell County quickly learned that uh, the potential for them using Lake DeSmit water was not going to probably happen, so they exited the coalition. So at that point, then it's Sheridan and Johnson County. A couple years ago, uh, Sheridan County chose to exit uh, the coalition, and now the asset is owned solely by uh, Johnson County. Uh, public access for anybody. We do, uh, there's some fee camping uh, down at the south end uh, in the Mikesell Potts Recreation Area. But other than that, it is a completely free area to use. And we're really very proud of that. It's a, it's a great spot for public recreation at really no cost or minimal cost to folks. And so uh, I'm sure people are thinking, oh, you have uh, an individual who was able to buy a boat ramp. Well, he wasn't able to buy a boat ramp. We were able to reach an amicable situation where enhancements that were made to the existing boat ramp, which was basically he poured some concrete on the county-owned portion of the shoreline. Uh, that concrete doesn't impede anybody's ability to walk along the shoreline, to fish along the shoreline. Um, but it was a question of, does he get to keep that? Because he put that concrete in without the county's permission. And uh, we filed a lawsuit. Uh, we went through uh, actually a uh, mediation with uh, Judge John Perry. He's retired now. Uh, it was a very, very interesting mediation because he looked at their case, our case, and it, it raised some questions about uh, just whether or not we would prevail in, in trial, which this was scheduled to go to trial in March. Uh, in uh, They're going to actually do the case in Natrona County. Uh, and so ultimately the decision between the, the commissioners and the attorneys, uh, we were represented by Tucker Ruby and Barry Crago, uh, Matt Michael, I with Holland and Hart represented, uh, capital reef investment. And we reached a settlement. We were paid, uh, $125,000. Uh, we're going to take that $125,000 at $175,000 that we've, uh, going to be given by Wyoming Game and Fish. We're going to buy five acres of land on the north end of Lake DeSmit. That's news to me. I know that there was some discussion about that, but now this is going to happen. It is. So uh, we're going to have another access point on the north end of Lake DeSmet. Absolutely. So folks over here in, in Sheridan are going to be able to take that Piney Creek exit, pull right into the north dam. There'll be a large parking area in that five-acre complex. Uh, there will be restroom facilities. Uh, additional boat ramps, uh, as well as some docks. The boat ramps and the docks are going to be paid for, uh, as well as the outhouse by the Wyoming Game and Fish with some uh, additional money. So we've been able to take an asset, no cost to the taxpayers, and add pretty substantial recreational enhancements between our settlement money and that additional money that the Game and Fish uh, is putting into that project. And that was approved by the Game and Fish Commission in January. Wow. See, now that's news that people, not a lot of people probably know. No, I didn't know about that either. That's, Great. That's some good news. And that's one of the things that people for you, and, and we were talking about this before we came on the air that, you know, you and I, well, we all, kind of, well, Ron didn't grow up here, but <laughs> you and I grew up here in, in Johnson County, Sheridan County. And we went out to the lake when we were kids in high school when there was nothing there, just the lake. Yep. 
And in the last 25 years, I'll say probably, there has been so much development. I don't want to say development. That's a bad word. But so many amenities that have gone in at Mike'sel Potts and at the uh, Monument area. And it's, it's not anything, you know, there's not a hotel out there, but who wants that? You've got... You know, the Lions Club there, that's that's their building is used for a lot of things. That There's the restrooms, the boat ramps, all of that stuff has gone in. And they're all good amenities that most everyone can use. It's been uh, a great thing. It really has. And, and there's a couple of new enhancements that have gone in. Uh, there's now a sand volleyball court that has been put in next to the uh, Lions Club. You know, we will look at potentially adding some additional Camping spots, as we just look at the demand uh, for those spots, you have some that have uh, power, you have some that don't. We recently drilled a well uh, on uh, our property down at the Mike'sville Potts Recreation that serves twofold. The first is that if we ever got into a situation where we had to decontaminate boats coming in or out of the lake to protect the lake from uh, invasive aquatic species, we would have the water that could do that. We could control the water so that it didn't go into the lake uh, and then we can also use that water uh, for our trees that we've been working with the conservation district and others to really enhance that area. And they're on a drip system now. And that we talked about that before we went on the air too, that uh, uh, trees are one of the things that people are wishing that Lake Desmet had, of course, when they're camping mm -hmm. out there. It'd be nice to have a little bit of shade when you're camping out there, but you said that it's a little bit more difficult than just planting the trees and letting them go. It is. The The soil out there is difficult. Uh, you've got the scoria uh, that's associated with the coal seams and, and everything uh, that's out there, and the topsoil isn't real great, so they've really been working uh, with our conservation district to find trees that will grow out there. Obviously, we don't want to put in Russian olives. That's now an uh, invasive species here. Uh, we're actually working around the county to actually take Russian olives out because they drink a lot of uh, water and they're quite invasive. And so finding a tree that will grow fast enough so that you and I can enjoy shade from it, Aaron, is is proving to be just a little more difficult because we got to find a, a species that was going to thrive out there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Jackson Electric open line numbers to call if you want to talk about what we're discussing here or if you have something else that you want to talk about, we're completely open to that. Numbers to call are 674-4443 or 672-5763. And joining us this morning uh, as our guest host is uh, Bill Devotny, who is the Johnson County Commission Chairman. And we're talking about Lake DeSmet. And let's go back to the boat ramp uh, again, because I know that the, the poll question, people were not in favor of the decision that was made. But as you explained... <sighs> the legalities of it were kind of questionable and it was it was in everybody's mind better to uh, settle than to try to take this to court with the possibility of losing anyway. Absolutely. And at that point, then the, the property owner had put in the ramp, uh, they would have been able to retain it. And then possibly, uh, you know, there may be some questions of takings and some other things that uh, we may have to look at, uh, you know, covering their legal expenses. So it really was is a win in that uh, we were able to protect the county's position. Uh, this one piece of property, which is the old Texaco Lodge, is, is unique in that it's really the only property that is permitted to have a boat ramp. So this isn't going to mean that people that have purchased lots along Lake Dismit are going to be able to spring up and, and have their own boat ramps. It's not allowed under our shoreline regulations. Um, there is one other spot uh, on one lot that there is 
some questions about could it be construed as a boat ramp because when it was permitted, it was actually permitted with the subdivision to be a spot for a water loadout for fighting fire. Uh, oh. But but other than that, you're not going to see, uh, and really it's our hope that as you see more houses built around Lake DeSmit, that it doesn't lose its character and it doesn't turn into a, a flathead or, or some of these other uh, communities. Um, you know, we've got some people that have asked about installing some temporary stairs to get down to the waterfront from their properties because there's some spots on Lake DeSmit have beautiful views but have pretty rough to get down to the water just because of the way uh the the scoria and different things around there and um and a lot of them have 20 30 foot drop-offs to abso- get to the absolutely lake. okay um you know and aaron one of the nice things about uh doing our north access point is we're also going to make uh, a change working with the lighter ditch company you've got that uh cut that is across the kind of the face of the lake on the north end that is a point that you can bring water in or, or uh, take water out of the lake uh, for the lighter ditch. And so working with them, that is going to be actually put into a pipe. It's going to be shortened. Uh, so actually that uh, face of the lake is going to get enhanced because that ditch that in some places is 8, 10 feet deep uh, is going to get filled in. Uh, and so there will be a direct shot into that little holding pond that is pretty close to uh, the North Dam that's part of then the uh, – waterworks that the lighter ditch company has to pull their stored water in and out of the lake. So uh, another added bonus there that is going to enhance public access uh, by getting rid of uh, that big cut along the North end. Very good. Interesting. Let's go back to the boat ramps. Cause I think I could be wrong, but I think people on the poll question who were upset with you guys's decision were considering this as, Oh, well, here's somebody with a lot of cash in their back pocket so they can just buy off the county and get what they want. But that wasn't necessarily the case. But these people that have bought property, say, on mm-hmm. the West End, like you were talking about, are maybe looking at this going, well, if they can do it, why can't I? It is, and it's a it's a legitimate question. And, again, I'll go back to the fact that the, the old Texaco Lodge property had a couple of additional items that were included in its deed and its agreements through the years with first the Lake DeSmith coalition, that then those rights are transferable. And one of them was uh, a permanent uh, boat ramp, if you will, structured. And uh, in talking to Joe Kalis, uh, who for many, many years ran uh, the Texaco property, uh, I don't think they ever launched a boat off of that uh, ramp just because of wind and, and, uh, other factors in, in that it's pretty shallow in, in that area. There's actually some concrete in the lake over there. Uh, so when Texaco would have guests at the lodge, they'd usually launch either at the monument or uh, at Michael Potts and then bring their boat across uh, and dock it in their area. So, uh, you know, we're not even sure if they're going to be able to use this ramp and, and they haven't been able to use it because it's been tied up in litigation Uh but we also have then some protections in that, that um, it can only be exclusively used by that property owner. So he's not going to be able to let anybody launch their boats from there. Uh, again, if the um, lake, if we have to limit access because of aquatic invasives, then that ramp is closed, essentially. Um, so some good protections for the lake. So 
to summarize this, I guess, uh, we could say that the, the Texaco Lodge property, which if people are not aware where this is, it's at the South Dam, just kind of northeast of the South Dam there, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay. So that property was essentially grandfathered in because it's been there since forever. But it has, and it was owned by the folks who own the lake. Right. At one point, it was really the only lot on the lake, and then the rest of the property around it was uh, ranch land that uh, Reynolds uh, had accumulated before they sold it to Texaco with the thoughts of everything from, I've heard, coal gasification plants out there, uh, coal mines. At one point, they talked about doing a coal slurry pipeline, and they were going to ship coal to Kentucky to blend it with the Appalachian coal. So <laughs> lots of different iterations of um, economic development out there. But what the really the, the, the valuable asset out there is the water. Uh, you know, it's kind of a weird spot for a reservoir. Uh, we fill the lake out of Piney Creek, which is actually below the lake. So they use a reverse siphon to get the water into the lake. We don't expend any energy to do that. So we don't have pumping costs with that. We've got a north outlet and a south outlet where we can meet our water contracts um, downstream. That, downstream, whether it's uh, the Piney Creek irrigators or some folks on the, the south end. There's about three irrigators that pull water out that way. Uh, and then now you have a situation where the state of Wyoming purchased uh, water that was owned by South Sassol. That was a South African sin fuel uh, company that had looked at doing a coal gasification project. So the state now owns a third uh, of the stored water in there, plus then Healy Reservoir, which is a great spot for recreation, uh, and then the pipeline and the pump house that connects Healy to Lake DeSmit because uh, as they were looking at all sorts of different uh, uses of the water out there, at one point you would be uh, pumping water out of Lake DeSmit over to Healy that they would be using in industrial whether it was coal gasification. And so you could be moving water back and forth between Clear Creek and Piney Creek and uh, just some a real interesting system. So one of the things that people had looked at, like you said, a, a number of industrialization projects out there, but those obviously didn't come to fruition. There's nothing really on the, in the, you know, the near future that anybody's talked about that I'm aware of. But... Let's look at this as far as recreation goes. How how lucrative is that asset to Johnson County? You know, it's incredibly uh, lucrative. The folks that come in, uh, and we have a pretty good idea of users of Lake Dismit based off of uh, the folks that camp in our Michael Potts area, and they fill out a sticker. So we know actually uh, our biggest out-of-county users of, of Lake Dismit in that area are Sheridan County residents, uh, and then you get folks from Campbell County, Natrona County, and then out of the uh, region. And, and we've even have international travelers that are coming out of Canada on trips. And, you know, we don't market uh, Lake DeSmith. We don't market that campground. It's kind of one of those hidden gems that if you know it's there and you find it, it's a first come, first serve. We don't take reservations. What we do, though, is if you're a Johnson County resident, you can go to our road and bridge office and get a, a discount on uh, camping out there. And so people should take advantage of that. But uh, the the recreational economy is huge. Uh, the money that people spend, uh, stores like the Sportsler in Buffalo, getting their gear, uh, gas, and uh, different things for their boats to go out on there, uh, the, the food and, and beverages that they consume while they're there. It all contributes to our economy. And it also is a really, it's a great 
quality of life issue for us. How nice is it that you can leave Buffalo in about 10 minutes beyond the lake? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I use that lake every year. I know you do. And it's, it's great that every year when, when uh, Scott comes in, Scott Perringer, the road and bridge supervisor, who, by the way, that's who kind of takes care of yep. everything out there. And kudos to them because it's always clean. It's always well-maintained. But he always comes in and gives a report, year-end report, uh, to the county commission. And I hear that every year. And it seems like the amount of money coming in just keeps growing every year. Every it, year. It, it's incredible. And that money from the uh, using those camping is what helped pay to put that well in. Uh, we reinvest all the money that's generated there. Back in the property, the treasurer keeps a ledger for the money that's raised out there. Uh, and the Road and Bridge Department does it. They take incredible pride in that facility and making it wonderful. And, and they work in tandem with the Game and Fish, who contracts with them, because the Game and Fish actually uh, owns the area that's at the monument for that public access. But they contract with Johnson County to uh, maintain that. We put the uh, the docks in, take them out, uh, and maintain that. And We'll have a similar agreement with them on our property on the north end. They'll provide the docks, the ramp, and, and those outhouses, but Johnson County will take care of them, um, and they are. And, you know, what is so interesting about Lake Smith is you you see the road and bridge folks who are the face of the recreation side, but we have a whole other department, and that's run by Megan Fraley, who's a, a great local girl. She's a, a veteran. Uh, it's her job. She does all the monitoring because we have a bunch of wells that are stationed all around the shoreline of Lake DeSmit to make sure that it's not leaking. Uh, and so she does monitoring to check depths on those. Then when folks call for water and we do sell water, then it's up to her. She does the contracts, sells them the water. She releases the water out of the North Dam uh, for the irrigators. She's responsible for filling it, uh, filling the lake during uh, spring runoff, which we're going to have, I, I think, plenty of, of water to fill this year. Uh, not going to have any issues meeting our, our rights. And, and so uh, it's a it's a very complex reservoir. Um, and it, it takes uh, actually two departments to make it work for us. you got the folks who handle the recreation side of it, and then the actual the water is, is run by the Lake Dismond Operating Department. Uh, and, and she is just an incredible young lady, and we're very lucky to have her. Very good. Okay. We're talking about Lake Dismond. Joining us this morning is our... Uh, Guest, guest host, host <laughs> I guess, who is Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny. And we're going to take a quick break on the Jackson Electric open line. We will be back right after this. Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. We're getting ready to tee it up. The grass is greening up and things are happening at Kendrick Golf Course. Kendrick looks to be in great shape and the clubhouse is prepped and ready for use. While there are a lot of new things happening, rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Golf Course 
Sheridan's best golf value. Whether you're an avid golfer or someone just picking up the game, Kendrick is a perfect place for you. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 343 North Main Street, an updated restaurant building with kitchen on the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming. High visibility with inside and outside dining, covered patio for summertime dining, and a large detached garage with two standard garage doors area for storage. The commercial kitchen is with the building. Call me Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. At Prime Rick Motors, they recently had a customer stop in that had no trade-in because they wanted to give their car to their grandson for a graduation gift. Prime Rate's team went right to work, first determining what they had in mind and what Prime Rate had on the lot. He wanted a pickup. She wanted an SUV. In the end, they were fitted into a ute that fitted their lifestyle perfectly and was financed right there in-house, and they drove both cars home. Problem solved here at Prime Rate Motors Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan. If you haven't signed up for the Sheridan Media Newsletter, you're missing out. Thousands of people have already signed up. You'll find some of the top news stories of the week, community events, sports, weather, updates from Centennial Theater and the Wild Theater. Discover fun facts, local videos, Sheridan history, country bounty links, and your favorite businesses. It's delivered to your email box every Thursday morning. Click on that Sheridan Media Newsletter button. It's on the top of our website and sign up, SheridanMedia.com. Right now, all individual recliners, accent chairs, and club chairs are on sale at Moss Holders Design Center. With loads of in-stock options, you can find the chair or recliners that fit your needs best. Even if you can't find the perfect option in stock, all special orders will be discounted as well. Choose from swivel chairs, fabric or leather recliners, and chairs with matching ottomans. Every chair and every recliner will be discounted. That's Moss Holders Chair and Recliner Sale, going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. I'm Aaron Palmer, and with me is Ron Richter and Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. We were talking about Lake DeSmet, and um, I apologize, caller, but um, I misunderstood what we were doing, so I thank you for holding, but you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Go ahead. I could go ahead and speak. Yes. If you'll allow me, gentlemen, I just want to briefly change topic, and I'll be very quick because... Yes. What you're presenting is quite informative. Um, my concern this morning is three bills passed through the legislature this last session. Um, they came from a select blockchain cryptocurrency committee. And on that committee, some of the members were Rothfuss, Yin, Olson, Nethercott, and Cyrus Western. Cyrus has always been a proponent of crypto. I don't think that's changed. Well, here is what I wanted to reflect on, and then hopefully you can have him as a guest sometime to do a bigger explanation. One of these bills was a stable token, and what that will do is the state treasurer, the secretary of state, and the governor, or their appointees, representatives of them, will form a committee called a token committee. And this committee will have four individuals from the private sector, but part of the committee, uh, these individuals, these four, whomever they are, will come from the crypto world. They'll be people familiar with cryptocurrency. And this stable token will simply function in this regard. 
the committee will take a dollar, let's say they'll take a dollar from me and give me a token. Well, why they would do this for the state is the state can then take that money and buy short-term treasury bills, 90-day bills, and collect 3.5% interest. It's, it's good for the state. They get money off of my money. And I am completely at sea as to why I would do that. I'm getting nothing out of it except I've given you cash and you've given me a token. I would be very interested in knowing what would impel somebody in the private sector to even want a stable token. That's question one. The other two bills had to do with registering crypto. Now, crypto can be registered either my crypto, I own, let's say, blockchain, pick one, Ethereum, doesn't matter. I can register it in the state of Wyoming, either under my name or through an LLC. And this registration will take place at the Secretary of State's office. They have already uh, hired uh, a gentleman out of Florida coming to the Secretary of State's office, a Colin Cross, I think it's Cross, Cross or Grossman, uh, out of the crypto business to function in a capacity in the Secretary of State's office to keep the Secretary up and running on crypto. And then the third thing, and this one is very confusing, they passed a bill for a private key, an access to for me to have, to my cryptocurrency, in, out, in, out. However, the intent of this, even the LSO office has acknowledged by disclaimer, they're only guessing. We're going to have to wait until the green books come out to get a bigger understanding of why Wyoming needs to provide a private key access to cryptocurrency. So these are kind of those questions that get a bit esoteric, you know, but gentlemen, if you are planning on having Mr. Western on as a guest, I would hope that he might be able to expand a little bit on stable token, crypto registration with the Secretary of State's office, and private key access for cryptocurrency. Those are the three questions. Thank you for... Oh, we lost you. Well, okay. Uh, that's a, That might be a Heck of a topic in, yeah. the, in the meantime, because I know with all of the things that are going on in the world, they're talking about the, the dollar being taken off, the, the petrodollar, mm -hmm. which is going to create a problem for all of us, they say, which wouldn't surprise me in the least. But they're talking about cryptocurrencies as opposed to this, what is that called? The central, the digital currency right? Um, that the U.S. is wanting to go to, that the, the alternative to this for people might be uh cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, whatever. So that might be something to look into with Mr. Western if he happens to be a, uh, an expert or know. Most people got to know more about this than I do anyway. Yeah. It, well, you know, I found with cryptocurrency, there's there's three kinds of people. You love it, you hate it, or you have no idea about it. That would be me. Yeah. And I mean, you know about it, but I mean, I, I, yeah. I, and I fall into that category as well. It's like, I don't know enough to love it or hate it. Yeah. So I can't really take a side, right. but uh, I know enough to know that, you know, there are a lot of states, Wyoming, one of them, that is traveling down this path and yeah. is really getting behind it. And, and that might be something for all of us to look into, like we said, because if if it looks like our economy is going to tank, which could happen. 80 day. Yeah, that, that this might be something to 
look into. And mm-hmm. I, I, I fall into that category well as well. I don't know. I've got family and friends that are, you know, hip deep in this and they're, hey, you need to do this. Yes. But I'm just like, well, Bitcoin, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Right. You know, you never know. All right. We've got more callers on hold. Let's go to the next caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Good morning, caller. Hello. Hi. Hey. Good morning. How you gentlemen doing? Good. You. Good, Good thanks. Uh, Bill, I'm so glad to hear you on the air here in Sheridan County. Um, I've got a question I'd like to pose to you that I know a lot of people in, in uh, Sheridan County have on their minds. I'm looking at a, a photocopy of a cashier's check with your name on it that you paid to a firm out of state which funded a mailer that attacked four private citizens here in Sheridan County who weren't running for office. And I was wondering if you'd care to explain why you did that. Why we did that? Well, I'm looking at your name. I said you. I'm looking at your name on this cashier's check, but the sheriff's report shows your cashier's check shows the receipt from Majority Strategies for the mailer that was mailed back here in August of 2022, and the private citizens here were very unhappy about it, and really, frankly, all of Sheridan County's unhappy about it. And it's stunning to me that nobody's asked you about it yet, so I'd love to hear your side of the story. Well, thank you for your question, and what I'm just going to say to you flat out is that uh, I own a private company. Uh, It's an LLC, and uh, I don't discuss things that my business does for clients. So uh, thanks for your question, though. Happy to talk about Lake Smith, about uh, the municipal water that's in there. I know Sheridan County has a great interest in uh, 2,500-acre feet of water uh, that is stored there. It's water that's owned by uh, actually the Sheridan County commissioners that they could allow the Sheridan municipality to use. Uh, We've got uh, just some great water assets there and uh, happy to talk about Lake Smith. Okay. We've got another caller, and you're on the Jackson Electric open line. Caller, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I'm I'm back to the subject of cryptocurrency. Sure. Um, I don't know why uh, throughout history <clears throat> when you do something to your currency, which our currency is becoming to be uh, totally worthless, the empire falls. Now, getting into cryptocurrency, I, it just makes me scratch my head as to why. I mean, if you could make that, uh, T-bills are going to go up, but you could make um, that interest rate on T-bills. And they have gold bucks. There are three states that have it. Now, gold, when the economy tanks, of course, the price of gold goes up, and they're predicting a perfect storm for gold to just go crazy. But on gold bucks, it gives the opportunity for people who do not have a lot of money to get into incremental, solid uh, assets, which is gold. Um, I know Ron Paul many years ago was so concerned on what is happening with our gold reserves, and it has been taken over 
by the Federal Reserve. Well, they are not a part of our government. And he wanted to go in there and audit the gold in Fort Knox. And he was denied access many times that he could not go in there and see if there is any gold left. And in the last 30 years, uh, China has been buying vast amounts of gold. So I really question this pie-in-the-sky uh, currency that you cannot hold. Uh, I mean, I just think it is so ridiculous because I can't hold it in my hand. And when I go to garage sales, nobody's going to want to have a piece of pie in the sky. They just want a quarter, 50 cents, or a dollar in their hand. I, I mean, cryptocurrency, to me, allows the government to have total control over all your money, and that's kind of what the Federal Reserve is going to where all you get is cryptocurrency because then they have every control there is about your life. That's all I have to say. All right. Thank you, caller. Um, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There. Yeah. I'll have to wait and see what happens with the economy. We're going to take a break on the Jackson Electric open line. We'll be back right after that. to the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Unlike Federal Credit Union, but maybe you find yourself on vacation or going to college or are moving away and you wonder how will you access your account. Well, don't worry, it has never been easier. You can access your account at more than 5,000 co-op shared branch locations in all 50 states, just like you were at your home credit union. To find the nearest branch, visit coopsharedbranch.org. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, banking done local no matter where you are. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, an equal housing lender, building a brighter future together. Mossholder's Design Center is overstocked with accent chairs, club chairs, and recliners. So right now, every single chair and every individual recliner is on sale. Find the chair that fits your style best in stock, or special order your favorite in a custom fabric or leather. Whether you'd like to swivel or have a matching ottoman, Mossholder's has choices. Or find the recliner with the best options for you. Whether that's a power headrest, a rocking recliner, or even a lift chair, Mossholder's has options. Mossholder's chair and recliner sale is going on now. Mossholder's, furniture is our passion. One night after dinner, my wife asked me if I could clear the table. Well, I had to get a run and start, but by golly, I did it. Speaking of tables, Frackleton's is once again taking online reservations. Just go to Frackleton's.com, click on the Reservations tab, click the number in your party, daytime, booth, table, bar area, main room, or back room, and that table is yours when you get here. Frackleton's, fine food and spirits, 
Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good Hi, food is Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmith. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath. Nice office and three more bedrooms and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter, and we have a special guest host this morning, which is Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny. We were talking about Lake DeSmet, and let's talk a little bit about, well, let's let's talk about the poll question, because we asked if people agree with the Johnson County Commission's uh, allowing private boat ramp at Lake DeSmet, and it was overwhelmingly no. So... We were kind of discussing that and what happened with the county, why that decision came about, and it was basically grandfathered in, da-da-da-da-da, and it was better to settle out of court than to take this thing to uh, court, which is where it was headed. And you got kind of a kickback, I guess, or for lack of a better, it's probably not the right word. Some settlement money. Yeah, some settlement money, which was because they had, had, I'm assuming, had built onto the county's easement. That was kind of what it was, is that they were paying for the encroachment on the easement, correct? I, I think you could look at it that way, but I think our county attorney may phrase it a little different. But, right. He's, but, he's but, actually better at that than I am. But yeah, for lack of a better term, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what it was. So that money then, which was $125,000. Okay. So then the county is going to get, not just the county, I mean, whoever uses that lake, is going to get something out of this. And so let's talk a little bit about that again, because there's people that have been out there for years have been screaming for more access to the lake. And now we're going to see that. We are. With this money and some money from the Game and Fish, when you gain uh, that north access point, which everybody can 